here we go. We are back. So welcome back, Ollie. Thank you for being back. Love the bow tie. Yep, that's can, can, For the people watching us on camera, can we uh, get the full works? We've got the braces under there. Beautiful. It's Look at that. That's my normal dress. Wow. It, it, it's such a high standard, isn't it? Yes. And that's a very nice shirt, actually, isn't it? Yes, that's right. You, you're looking great. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show you up. Have you had a haircut you've, and you've sort of got it over to one side? This is not a beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, you'd win uh, hands down. Of course, I would. Ollie, do you remember in the do you remember in the old days when uh, people didn't do everything online? Yes, and uh, they used to read things and touch things. Yes, um, take us back to the <laughs> take us back to the old days. There are no old days. They were just interesting days. Well, I don't know what quite you want to talk about. You mean the days before full-time computers and things? Yeah. yeah well, you had to. And, and the days when, because I know we've got a stack over there, yeah. and um, some of these will be rare finds now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and and I, these are books that you've published or you've written well, let's and had published, yeah? This first one is commercial real estate. Uh, I, I had a contribution. I didn't write it. I had a, I've got a large amount of stuff in there yep. but it's useful although out of date in some ways it's still useful reading if you can find one this is the first book I wrote The Coming New Zealand Property Boom 1978 wow me on the back there with a 1936 Rolls Royce Phantom 3 V8 8 litres V12 oh, I said V12 8 wow. litres 24 spark plugs and me and my flares don't get too close to the photograph 1979 <laughs> come on let's have a look at that <laughs> don't show to the people <laughs> Oh so, wow! Look at that. Yes. I I, uh, I I think afterwards we'll, we'll get uh, we'll, we'll zoom in on the pants. Uh, no, flared won't. flared pants at the bottom. You made your a will. A wide check, and it looks like a black leather jacket. Have you made your will? Dapper. Yeah. <laughs> the next Brilliant. Book, the next the book coming up. property boom. And, uh, and, and, you should just repeat that one every ten years. No, 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 no. This is an update and much more. The property boom, nineteen eighty. That was oh, that. Wow. That was that one. Then, in no particular order, the next one was The Rascal's Guide to Real Estate. That was a really good book. If yep. I say so, well, well received. It was reprinted and reprinted several times. That's over. a great one. The Day the Bubble Bursts. Oh. I foresaw the GFC. Last property was My Adventures After the 87 Crash, which is a very sad read. Wow. And then Climbing the Property Ladder was another one there. Uh, my adventures in the real estate jungle. Yeah, so a lot of fun, and I've got another book in me. But I only had the time to put it out. Wow! Uh, there we are. All good fun. So, say for a single book, hmm. what was the process? You had to down. Uh, you had to sit down, work out your chapters, consolidate up. what you were going to put in, what you left you out. Had I guess. to type it up chapter by chapter, subject oh by subject. Oh my god. The first book I wrote up in, in pencil in an exercise an exercise books pool and typed up by a public typist. Those were the oh, days. Oh wow! Later computers came in, and so you'd write it up on your computer and alter and change it a hundred times. Yep. And then you put it on the computer reader, and then you'd uh, redo it again and again and again. And then eventually you'd do it out of a publisher, and then it just printed off. That was the easy part. Yeah, yeah. The, the last bit is the easy, but the hard bit is yeah. getting yeah. it all together and probably and then Takes changing you. it. If you can do it. And you know your subject, you can do it inside nine months. Well, you can do it inside nine days, but, you know, if you want to do a good mm, job, mm. a lot of fun. So at the same time as you were doing the book, mm. what else were you doing? Real estate. That's was that's why I got going on because mm. I just had to sort of put it all on paper because the adventures I was going through were so bizarre and yep. so interesting. I said, nobody's going to believe me in this. I put it in writing and yeah. let them yeah. criticise it. 
What a, what a great legacy also for the family too. They don't want to talk to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way? Yep. It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, fantastic. And there's another one coming? There's always another one coming. I just have to get the – there's half a dozen coming, but I <laughs> get to the point where this is easier, talking like this. Yeah, getting yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's almost you could do you could do this and then get this scripted. Transcript? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Well, you got a deal. There we go. Ten, we'll do, ten, we'll do ten, a book together. Ten, ten. <laughs> okay. Right. What are we going to we'll, talk about? We'll call it Curly and something else. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Curly and Dapper. Dapper and Curly. You can't help it, folks. You <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a cup of tea this morning. I'm ready to go. Jim was good this morning. Uh-huh. Um, He's your boyfriend. Re- re- what's that? Is, he, is Jim your boyfriend? <laughs> No, Jim is boxing. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't get us in trouble out there. Um, in, in the news, rent oh, stats. What, what have you seen? The news is so busy at the moment, I don't know which mm. way to turn. The stats came out this morning from Trade Me that rents have gone up to $620 a week on average around the country. Up, That's about another $35 up. That's nearly half an average wage. So if you're paying the, that sort of rent, you're if you're on 80000 a year, which is roughly average wage, half your rent's gone, half your wages have gone on rent. Mm. I mean, mm. it's, it's outrageous. That's $1,800 Horrendous. per year, yep. you know, just on top. Yep. And so, But on top of that, supply of rentals is down 19%. Supply of rent, and the demand is up 35%. That's statistics. Okay. So you've got fewer and fewer properties, people fighting over fewer and fewer properties while the demand's going up. Why do you think that's happening? You tell me. Well, there's no encouragement to, to provide re- residential property, is there? Mm, mm, Everything's mm, been done the last six it. years to discourage people yep, from buying residential it. property. And and you think, well, well if, uh, if, if people can buy houses, okay, but they can't. Affordability is still the issue. Affordability is the issue. And if you're paying out half your, mm, half your mm. uh, pay and rent, you're a gong burger, aren't you? I, I might have said it before. We did a, uh, if I go back probably about four years, five years maybe, we are up in China, Property Expo, mm-hmm. and next to us the stand was from Miami, Florida. It's like, oh, this will be a competition. They'll look pretty good compared to us. Not only did the properties look good, but the prices when we did the conversion mm-hmm. were far better, of far course. cheaper. Yeah. So the affordability, even though we've had the correction, 20-odd percent, even though we've had that correction, the affordability is still not there. The wages do not support right. the price of the New the, Zealand the, home. This yep. is why you get teachers striking and all that thing because wages can't keep up with mm. costs of being rent mm. being on. And of course, you've got the disincentives. You can't charge interest anymore. That's a cost. Mm-hmm. You can't just depreciate your house. That's a cost. You you have to hang on to it for ten years before you God forbid mm. allowed to sell it mm. and make some money on it. You've got a, you've got a, 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 a dis, not a dispute tribunal, a, a rent T- tenancy tenancy tribunal. Right, tenancy Mm. which is very questionable how that works mm-hmm. and and uh, you got all these disincentives remember way back it was it was blamed on, on overseas investors were the cause of yes, the problem yes, yep. and, that, and that didn't work and, and, and then we locked them out locked them out and, and nothing still, changed and still went up then it was the speculators oh, that's mm-hmm. been there before took and them then, out then it was the investors and then it was the it was uh, mums and dads god knows what so everybody's to blame but of course if you make it harder to be a landlord then you're going to have the side uh, side issues coming mm-hmm. up and this is mm-hmm. a, a disgrace people should be able to rent a property without being skinned alive Mm, 
It's mm. not right. Mm. You should be encouraged to provide, re- provide rental property with, with reasonable, uh, uh, reasonable incentives and not discourage them. This is what we've got. So now we're starting to see maybe the tail of that effect. The, mm. the red government comes in, makes it harder for a landlord, mm. takes away what is available in any other business, which is taking your costs out of your income. And now we're starting to see that work its way through in a market where it's hard to find properties because sales are down also. So rental demand up, um, rental supply down, and costs of rent every week going up. Yeah, I think it's a disgrace. But uh, mm. I feel so sorry for the people who are trying to save up for a house and, try to, uh, mm. uh, and mm. trying to even have a, rent a home at a reasonable price mm. permanently. Mm. Mm. And they're squeezing two or three families into a house in some cases. I was getting kids. I was an yeah, item on TV yeah. the other day where kids who are still at school have to work 30 or 40 hours yeah, a week yeah. to supplement their parents' yeah. pay. I mean, we're living in a third world country at this rate. Yeah, it's it's, it's seriously gone crazy. Mm-hmm. I've got a good friend um, looking to buy something, two, three bedrooms, terrace, 750. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in our area, I said, look, we'll have nothing, absolutely nothing. But like on the other side of town, you'll find something and I'll, I'll give you advice and you know, point you in the direction of good agents that I know, but there won't be anything on this side. So, And that's 750000 single person. There's another thing over, overarching the whole lot is that the population is not replacing itself. This is something that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. But the statistics tell us, as I read it, that only 1.6 babies are born for every two people. It should be 2.1 babies. I don't know what a one point one of a baby looks like, you know, but, but seriously. That's just the bigger one. <laughs> but if we keep on having 1.6 babies for two mums and dads, yep. this is going to end up. Japan, for instance, has got the problem. Germany, many other Western countries have a, popula- a population problem. People are not having enough kids. Now, why do you think that is? It's, you know the answer? <laughs> You don't know the answer. I'll tell you why. I'm not going to tell you my answer no. on here. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, this thing will light up like a yeah, no, Christmas no, we, tree. No, it won't. There's, there's nothing to talk about. It's very simple. One of the reasons is and women have been encouraged to go to work and good on them. Yeah. They should. Yeah. They have careers. Yeah. And I was, yeah. They have careers. They work. But it becomes awkward and you have kids. Mm. And mm. So, to go. so we have this push and pull. Women want to go to work but they, and they want to have kids. But they don't want to have too many kids because going to work is difficult. Eh? Not only do they want to go, yeah. maybe they don't even want to go. They have to go. They have to go. And there's that heck of a balance, you know, when when, when you're a young family on, mm. okay, you want to start having children, but what happens now on one income? There's another reason. That's the challenge, isn't it? Another reason why people are having these kids is climate change. Climate change, people are worried about having too many kids because that might be polluting the world. They don't want to, to, to have too many kids. Because this is a big problem. They see, see climate change as a challenge not to have too many kids, to, 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 to bring too many mm. kids into the world. Mm. So what are we going to have at this rate? We're going to have a beautiful, clean world, sparkling waters, clean air, no people. Mm. Mm. This is a problem. So you climate change people, think about the consequences. I think the next book could be like marital counselling and, um, you know, uh, Ollie's tips on in the bedroom to go from 1.6 to 2.5. You might even, I, I, I think you can even go 3.2. <laughs> no, that's a new one. I, I'll, I'll think about that one. <laughs> 
Now, somehow, somehow that started on uh, uh, on the rent stats. Yeah. Um, now, rent. if that's what's happening with the rent stats, appreciating that the government's tough on landlords as if they're not doing the country a favour mm. by pro- providing a housing stock. Uh, why are landlords happy? Are they in? Are they out? What What is... Most, the likes of Tony Alexander telling us. Well, he did a big survey which came out today, I think. I just had a chance to glance at it and he was saying that the majority of landlords are thinking of selling in the next 12 months. Now, you can say, well, they're going to sell to people who need a house, but the sort of people that need to rent long term aren't going to buy that house anyway. Correct. So, Absolutely. So if yep. the majority of landlords are things actively of selling, this is not a good sign. It's the highest it's ever been. Mm. Mm. And a, a large majority are not thinking of buying either. Mm. So we've got a problem there, and, and this will hit, hit, the, hit the floor before long. Hopefully blue turns it, hopefully blue's in and uh, come the election and blue's got the chance to adjust that. Oh, yeah. Whoever, whoever gets it, has got to face it. Yeah, that's it, that's mm. it. But, yeah. They certainly like uh, anybody who likes tax and when they're in, they're going to need the money right now because oh, a lot's been spent. That's right. Okay, so very tough there as we sit through, and that doesn't make it any easier as we go. What if we jump uh, on that vein and we say, how about commercial property and how do you make a profit in it? Well, it's because tough. Resi is going to be pretty tough, I'm yeah? I'm going to give you an example of commercial property, but I could first discuss briefly how to find make money on a commercial, a residential property, a residential property mm-hmm. without spending money on it. Okay. I mean, you'll have to buy it then. Yep. But how do they make money? And this is all, the profit in residential property is in the buying. Mm-hmm. It's not in the selling. Mm-hmm. You make your profit on day one. Yep. And yep. that means you've got to spend a lot of time and a lot of homework, a lot of effort looking for the mm-hmm. right deal. Mm-hmm. And very briefly, this is not only a fraction of it. If you're looking for residential property, the sort of things you want to look for is a, a residential property that's, say, on a main road, Near schools, mm-hmm. near shops, mm-hmm. near a train. Mm-hmm. Immediate advantage. Yep. Immediate advantage if you can get that. If you're looking for an investment property, maybe if you want a family, that's something different. Mm-hmm. So look for properties that are on main roads, near schools, shops, and so forth. doesn't matter what the house is like. It's the position that matters. Mm-hmm. And remember mm-hmm. that. And if you can get some land with it as well, even better because land appreciates and, property and, and depreciates. depreciates. Right. So the building is going to get tired over time. Uh, it depreciates. Doesn't matter if it's a, the land appreciates. So get the best bit of land. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's a chicken coop. Yep. You can put chickens into it and rent it to them. Yep. As put your one point six in there. <laughs> the point four can go walk around. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the land that matters. And, yep. But on the other hand, if you are looking for a family home, it's completely different. Mm. A family home. You, uh, this is uh, this is not an investment thing, but a good family home would be in a quiet street near schools. That isn't busy, busy, busy. Mm, you don't want kids mm, running out in the mm, street and getting mm. run over. See? So you look for the bargains, whichever way, and require months of homework. Yep. You've got to go to every open home, bother every agent. Thank you. You've got to <laughs> get all the paperwork and go out and look at everything that's for sale. You walk yep. past it. You don't have to go to an open home if you can. Just walk past the place. Yep. Walk around it, look at the neighbourhood and see what you can see. Somewhere among the next six months you'll find a good deal and snap. That's it, you made your profit. And, and it's in the buying and, and we see that every time with a developer. They know if they buy wrong, mm. they're never going to get out of this at the other end. That's right. And yet when a seller is thinking, hey, look, I'm going to sell to the developer, the developer's got to buy at a level where they're safe. Yeah. And, and that's where they come in. So mums and dads and families... 
for residential, do exactly the same. So, yep. But it's a lot of hard work. People want instant gratification. They think, oh, well, you know, I just read the paper once, go to two open homes, I'm an expert. Yeah, yeah. It isn't, it's hard yeah. graft. But there's big money at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. It'd be hundreds of thousands of dollars, possibly yeah, millions. Yeah. Who knows? Well, millions. The, the spend is millions. It is a million dollar or a multi million dollar deal, isn't it? But you've got to do the homework. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, I mean, you've got to get around and see it. And this is why I help people to shorten the time down a little bit uh, and help them analyze stuff to look at because it's a big deal for somebody who's new to the market. Yep, definitely. I remember, uh, we'll jump on a commercial, but I remember yep. a buyer, a uh, buyer came in, lady was carrying the little baby in a Capsule, you know, straight out of the car. Uh, I'd like to look at property. This is in the days when they walked in. And uh, I said, yeah, great. You know, how, how many have you seen? And it was something like 90. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be there forever. And then I thought, well, she can't have too many more to go. You know, like <laughs> it must be at capacity. So I think we will work with this person. Um, how many have you missed out on? Uh, about four. Well, she's, how, she's putting an office. How many has your husband seen? Four. Uh-oh. So I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. Mm. He thought the four were average. He didn't realise that they were fantastic because you'd seen 90. you got to do the Stop old... Stop seeing them by yourself. You drag gotta, him around. you got to use the old salesman's trick. you got to take him out, show him a day of the first place, show him a beautiful place <laughs> that they want in the third, second place, and show him another day at the end so they'll go for the... Go, go, the, go for the middle, middle one. Every time, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that family actually bought a house, so that was, uh, that was very satisfying. That's very good. satisfying. Commercial. How do, how do we do it on commercial? You are the commercial guru. No, I'm not a commercial yep. guru. That's, no, no, that's just not, that that is a commercial guru outfit. Is it? Yeah. Okay. This is a poor real estate agent. Many of the towns I've dealt with have done more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be careful that way. Now, look, I'll give you a story which explains okay. what happened one day, which explains a lot of things. I got a phone call one day from an agent who said, look, there's a guy panicking to sell his small commercial warehouse factory in South Auckland. It would be a good deal. He's panicking. But the problem is the lease is expiring in three months' time. I said, I don't want to buy a property with the lease is expiring. He said, look, go and look at it. It might be a good deal. So I went out there. It was a nice factory in South Auckland, big factory. And I go in there and the place is busy, busy, busy. There's conveyor belts going and there's dust everywhere and people walking around. And what are they making? They're making ice cream cones. Miles and thousands of ice cream cones. You don't think about ice cream cones anymore than I do. But, you know, you mm, somebody's mm, got to make them. Mm. And this place is busy making thousands upon tens of thousands of ice cream cones. So I said, I got hold of the manager. He knew the place was for sale. I said to the guy, are you the owner of this business? He said, yes. And I said, well, where are you going in three months' time? He said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, I've got a lease here that says you're going in three months' time and advice from the agents that you're leaving in three months' time. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. He mm-hmm. hadn't even read the lease. Eh? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, a penny mm-hmm. dropped there. I said, do you mean you want to stay? He says, yeah, I want to stay. Oh, I said, let's have a little talk. Come to my office at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I said, Bob, nice guy. So Bob turns up at my office next morning and we write up a lease. Now, remember, I don't own this place. <laughs> right? So we write up a lease. 40 pages long, much better rent, much better terms, much better deal. He's happy, I'm happy, and we put in there a little letter with it that this lease will only apply in the event I buy the Contemporaneous. property. Contemporaneous. That's right, in the event, so quiet. So weeks went by, we waited for any other offers. I told the guy that, you know, if he has me as a landlord, it will be much better for him. You might find somebody who want to throw him out anyway. Mm-hmm. He was starting to sweat. I was starting to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much. 
Eventually, I did buy the property. And the new release kicked in. And he was happy, and I'm happy. And the value of the building roared up. Because, unbelievable as it is, the rent was nearly half as much again. And he was happy. It was was market rent. Mm. And there's, there's an example how the lease or the terms of the lease and how... I, 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 an ex-landlord, the one I bought off, hadn't bothered understanding mm, what mm. was going on. How a mistake like that can actually make a profit, a reasonable profit, mm. uh, and, and a, a good deal. And that was one of the cleanest deals I've made in mm. years and mm. years and years. And, and eventually, years later, I sold because it, it didn't do anything other than make ice cream cones. <laughs> God help my, I, I bless him. I hope he's still making ice cream cones out there. But that's that shows you that how deals can be made in the commercial property market. See, a house doesn't work like that. A house is worth the same whether the tenant is there or not. Yeah. A house yeah. is worth yeah. the same whether yeah. the tenant is leaving yeah. or not. Yeah. The house yeah. is only worth what yeah. the other houses are worth. Yeah. But a commercial property is worth a lot to do with what the lease is, what the lease is, or lease is. So again, it's really a message, which was before, which is do your homework. So you did your homework, a uh, bit of yield on it. The landlord. Greater value. He didn't do his homework. The tenant, I don't yeah, know him. Yeah, he, he was just, he's working there. So it shows you. It, it, it's just an interesting exercise. I've, I've had several examples of that. Not quite like that, but that was an extremely mm-hmm. interesting one. Had several. Have we got time for more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Another, another one. I don't want to get too complicated. He was, uh, was my company at the time, was offered a larger building. Again, in South Auckland, it happens to me. And it had been for sale for ages and ages and ages. I got this phone call from an agent saying, look, this building, the, the vendor is dying. He wants to sell this place. It could be a snip. Okay, well, okay, let's have a look at it. So we, we, we in this case, drove out and looked at the lovely-looking building, quite modern, sign, agent signs all everywhere, some of them falling over, grass growing up the poles, obviously been on the market for ages. What's wrong with this place? Well, it turns out the tenant was the owner. The tenant was renting it to himself, mm, right? mm. and he was paying himself half rent. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Half yep. rent. And at the yep. back of the building was another tenant, outside, a different tenant, also paying half rent. He didn't. But the, the tenant was the owner of the whole building. And what he'd done is he'd done major alterations to the building inside, petitions and guys without code compliance certificates. So, so it was a big mm. problem. Mm. And he was keen to sell. And he's prepared to stay on as the tenant at a new rent. But you couldn't buy the place without code compliance. I'll get a mortgage anyway. So what we did, what we did is we made an offer on the place, which was real crunchy, and then we went to the city council and said, look, this guy wants to stay on, but there's no code compliance certificate. So the council came up with a CPU, a consent for public use certificate, which allowed you to use the billing unconsented as long as we produced a, 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 what do you call it, a quote, to do the work. It was several hundred thousand dollars on this Holy. case. Holy. Yeah. Yep. So, so he could stay on as a tenant. He paid a new rent. The guy at the back, he couldn't do anything with him for the time being. And with the CPU, we did the work, spent several hundred thousand, got it straight, got the code compliance certificates. The building was now ready to go. And then we bought it. We raised the mortgage based on the work being completed. Yep. Right? And bought the place. Immediately, of course, with the code compliance certificates in there, the building at the time we bought from memory was 4.2. They valued up at 5.2 immediately. Mm. So mm. 300000 mm. spent on their alterations and upgrades resulted in a million dollars. And over the years, that building is now worth $7 million. Mm. But that's a few years ago. Mm. So this, this is how good commercial deals are done, but it's complicated. Mm. Don't try it at mm. home, folks. 
Don't trade at home without advice. It's a bit more complicated. The, the valuation alone was 100 pages long because normally the valuation on a commercial building is 30, 40, 50 pages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This time it was 100 pages long Massive. because of all the – and that needs reading. Yeah, yep. You've got to read the evaluations. As we uh, – Have you learned something? Yeah, I have learned something. Uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm looking – That's $3.90, please. I'm, I'm $3.90. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the book. The book, yeah, D- Dapper and Curly, baby, babies to bricks. Who's, you know, we we can do we can who's, do who's, anything. Who's Curly? <laughs> well, it's not you. You're Dapper. I have to talk to one of my politician friends about you. <laughs> I was talking to David, David, Seymour, Seymour the other day. He he's he's on your side. He's what? David Seely Seymour. I mean, yep, is on your side. Yes, good guy. Um, okay. Yep. I, I, I don't know what my opinion is there. Actually, to, to to be honest, I just keep it simple and keep it on blue. Um, as, as we wrap up, Ollie, with that wealth of experience there, with those tips and insights, um, I ask the question again because I get asked this each week now, and we know that uh, you're too young to retire, but you're, you're pretending that you're sort of retired. Um, but are you you're still available to people? Mm-hmm. Guidance. And, and a bit of coaching as you yep. go through, yeah. Yep. Yep. Tell us about that. Well, I can't help it. I'm not advertising, but people word of mouth gets around there, mm. and people ring me up and email me, and they say, "Look, you know, can you give us some coaching on uh, some mentoring on either something generic, you know, how do I buy commercial property sort of thing?" But yep. much more span, expanded than this. Or they're looking at a commercial property, they don't know where to start, or they mm-hmm. need to get rid of a tenant, which I had to do the other mm. week. Um, in a commercial sense, or they want to buy a house and they don't know quite what to look for mm-hmm. and, and they don't understand how to get a mortgage, they don't know how to top up a mortgage. Uh, the, the, those, these are things which are strange to most people yep. and it's meat and potatoes for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and having done it a hundred times. Yep. And so this is useful for some people. Uh, and so I'm available if, look, doesn't matter, whatever you like. Fantastic. Mm. Three dollars ninety-five. I thought I heard that quoted there. I'm not sure that's, if that's the hourly rate. That's, oh, that's my hourly rate. That's, it, 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 that's, that's a real estate agent's hourly rate right, right now. So that's <laughs> that's about right. Ollie, thank you very much. Okay. Love it. Love seeing the books there, and love the fact that you're available to people also. So there we go. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Ciao.